Welcome back to It's Astrological. I'm your host, Lynette, founder of Cosmic Moves Astrology, and I am so grateful to be with you today. Our time here in this cozy, cosmically chic corner of the internet is about taking a fresh look at self-care through the magic of astrology. If you're a newsletter subscriber, you already got a sneak peek, but over the next weeks and months, I'm making little baby tweaks to Cosmic Moves and my offerings to better align with where I am now, but more importantly, to help you go beyond your chart and truly align with your cosmic blueprint. This will all be through the lens of self-care and compassion and expansion and just moving to the next level in your life. And I'm super excited about it. <laughs> if you're not on the newsletter, you can sign up at cosmicmoves.com constellation for weekly drops about all the stuff I just talked about, plus microastrology forecast for the week ahead. And of course, you'll be the first to hear about all of the fun new stuff that I'm working on. But as part of these tweaks, I'm planning to do more solo episodes here, but I'm a little nervous <laughs> and I'm not sure why, because apparently I love to do pretty much everything solo except for record a podcast. I've been, we'll say kind of procrastinating this just because I've been nervous, but hopefully this will be the first of many solo episodes because I want these to dig into more specifics about astrology, specific hotspots in your chart to support you with different areas of life, more about self-care and tips and tricks and who knows what else, but I'm really excited about it. So I think I've said self-care maybe five or six times, so you're probably picking up on a theme there. What the heck is self-care? What does this have to do with astrology? When I first think of self-care, like in a free association exercise, I think about bubble baths and $17 Air One smoothies and working out every day, maybe a little like treat yourself. And of course, while you're doing all of this, you can't forget to record an aesthetically pleasing video for social media because does it actually count if you don't record it and post on Instagram? This is stressing me out already and does not feel like self-care. <laughs> when we actually look at the definition or how the term self-care even came around. I think for me, looking at the fundamentals as Maslow's hierarchy of needs is really helpful. Abraham Maslow in the 40s wrote a theory about how people are motivated. And it's basically a pyramid that goes from the basic needs that everyone has, food, shelter, water, safety, and then it moves up to psychological needs, which include feeling loved, feeling like you belong, feeling like you are accomplishing things. And then the very tippy top of this pyramid is around themes concerning self-actualization and self-fulfillment. So are you living up to your potential? Are you able to be creative? Are you able to be fulfilled in whatever you're doing? And I think this is laid out as a pyramid with the, the wider base to the triangle. And, you know, this has been around a long time. It's obviously working. But I think once we get those basic needs met, we kind of evolve and have more variation through those psychological and self-fulfillment needs. It's not a linear journey where you're like, great, I'm safe. So now I'm going to check off the belonging box. Then I'm going to move to feeling accomplished. Then I'm going to self-actualize. It's not 
that's not how life works in case you weren't aware of that. So I think we're always kind of moving up and down and ebbing and flowing through meeting our needs. And ultimately to me, it's that prioritization of ourselves in these different areas and intentionally looking at what we need in any given moment. And sometimes we have to make a choice. Of course, sometimes we have to put others ahead of us or compromise and you know that's just life on this 3d plane but when we're actually looking at taking care of ourselves in the framework of this hierarchy it's consistently making that choice over the long term so that even though you may have ups and downs overall your trend is heading towards the tippy top of that pyramid (laughs) again knowing that everything ebbs and flows so we know about abraham maslow (laughs) You probably weren't thinking that was the direction this was gonna go. So you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with astrology? Well, I think that the Venn diagram between astrology and self-care, depending on who you are, those two circles can be completely separate. If they're completely separate, I'm happy you're listening to this podcast, but hopefully you already see some sort of overlap between taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself, understanding yourself, and the tools that astrology gives us. For me, I think that the two have a really big overlap because I think that the more that we understand ourselves and discover about ourselves and ultimately validate ourselves helps us to better meet those needs because we have the foundation to say, I need this, I don't need this, and that makes those choices easier. So we can use our chart to learn about ourselves and then proactively and intentionally take steps toward caring for that self, that person, (laughs) you. (laughs) So your chart, as I mentioned at the beginning, is really your cosmic roadmap. It's your energetic blueprint. It's something that we carry along with us throughout our life. So it supports us through those ups and downs of moving through maybe starting a new job and not feeling like we belong or finding a new relationship and figuring out what that love looks like or the big shebang, you know, what is our purpose here on this planet? And how do we self-actualize? How do we feel fulfilled with what we're doing on a day-to-day basis? And when we're able to have that information and able to choose to prioritize ourselves to continue that evolution through the hierarchy, that only helps us to not only support ourselves, but to support the people around us and to help them grow and to help them feel belonging and love and to help them also successfully, hopefully, figure out their self-actualization and that part of the triangle for themselves. For me, there are two main ways astrology supports us in this journey of fulfilling our needs and taking care of ourselves. The first one is discovery. Astrology helps you understand what your components are. What makes you, you? Why are you different than the person sitting next to you? How are you the same than the person sitting next to you? We're all composed of these energetic Legos (laughs) that help us shape how we see the world, how we see others, and how we are reflected back to ourselves in those relationships. The journey that goes on through the course of our entire life is figuring out how those components work together. Your chart is totally unique to you. 
Astrologer Scott Tajarian says that it takes over 25,000 years for the plans to be in the exact same alignment as they were when you were born. 25,000 years. And if you think about it, the world was a really different place 25,000 years ago, and it will be probably a very different place 25,000 years from now. So even if through the magic of quantum physics, time travel, time just being a construct, you were able to travel back and meet someone who had the exact same chart as you, the environment around you and that person would be completely different. So even there, exact same chart, but or exact same alignment of the planets, but a totally different environment, which is obviously going to affect how those energies express themselves. So if you're not really getting feeling like I'm hammering this in, you are a million percent unique. You can't be like the person sitting next to you and they can't be like you. And that is the beauty of actually seeing that and seeing how those components are contributing to your uniqueness. Our journey in this lifetime is working with that beautiful roadmap. It guides us toward where we shine. It guides us toward where we might be challenged. It guides us toward areas of ease and flow and areas of growth and areas that we're meant to work with, to learn, and to move forward. So really, all of this is your own, choose your own adventure. You're faced with a certain energy. It might be easeful. It might be challenging. And every day, we make however many choices. I know there's a bunch of research about that. That's why we get decision fatigue. (laughs) But... We get the choice to decide how we want to work with the energies because we have agency and we have free will. Our energetic DNA that's in our chart is not an excuse for anything. It's not, you know, oh, I'm a XYZ sign, so that's why I'm this way and I'm never going to change. Because we understand both the shadow sides and light sides of certain energies, that's where the choice comes in and that's why we're able to execute our free will. So understanding those energies helps us to understand which frequencies we resonate with and why. And it helps us to proactively and intentionally take steps towards caring for the parts of yourself that maybe you don't resonate with, which is really the crux of growth. And maybe it's parts of yourself that you haven't paid much attention to. Maybe you're younger, so they haven't really come up yet totally fine. That happens. We grow into our charts over our whole lives. Maybe it's part of yourself that you don't want to look at. Carl Jung calls this our shadow. And our shadow may be uncomfortable. It is, I don't like to say always, but I'm going to say always because it's always a challenge to look at because this stuff isn't fun. But even if you are someone who's comfortable with the shadow work and knows kind of the long-term purpose, there's an element of discomfort to it. Growth is not easy. And this discovery part that astrology shares with us is only giving you information. It's giving you data. It is informing you so that you know what's there and then you can take your time, talk to these elements that maybe you're not so comfortable with, you don't resonate with, and engage with them in a way that makes sense for you. There's no rush. There's no, I have to do this overnight or I have to do this by a certain deadline. The goal is that you work with these energies in a way 
that you ultimately integrate them as a part of you because they are, and you're able to celebrate them. So this discovery phase of how astrology helps us, great. It helps show us where we might thrive in our careers, where we might feel energized by certain hobbies or types of people. Amazing. Love that. But it also gives you the keys to know where your blind spots might be and where you might struggle with things a little bit more so that you can then bring in the self-care and actually have a conversation with yourself to say, hey, this is too much for me right now, or I want to go slower, or I want to dive right in because that's the thing that's going to help me grow the most and that's what I need right now. So discovery is the first aspect of how astrology supports us in our self-care. The second one is validation. One of the biggest gifts that astrology gives us is the gift of validation. It validates why we feel the way we feel about something, why we feel inspired by certain things, why we connect with certain people, connect with certain places, why we feel cranky or stressed or confused as we look at where the planets are moving and how they're talking to our natal chart on any given day. Knowing that you get triggered by certain situations or frustrated with people who don't do things in the same way with you and understanding why and being like, oh, that's a part of this 25,000 year thing that is just for me and I'm just going to go take this over here and figure out the best way to take care of myself so I don't yell at that person while I'm driving is super helpful because you don't feel like the odd person out. Like, oh, everyone else is okay with this, but I'm not. Or this really bugs me, but everyone else seems to be fine with it. It's just a part of who you are. So that is super validating. It's super reassuring to know that you don't have to change. You just have to figure out how to work with that energy. So when it comes to that self-care, the piece here is that validation can really take a weight off our shoulders. We no longer feel like we have to be any other way than the way that we are. And it doesn't mean that it's, again, an excuse for anything. I'm not a fan of blaming any certain sign or planet or aspect or modality, you know, even beyond astrology like human design or Enneagram or anything like that. Because again, we have agency. We have free will. These energies express themselves in in infinite way. And so we can choose how we want to engage with them. So this isn't a free haul pass. This isn't a get out of jail free card to be a jerk. But what it is, is a pass for you to be like, that's not for me. Or I don't want to put myself in situations like that. Or if I am in a situation that is really going against my natural energies, I need to figure out how I'm going to navigate through that. So astrology and understanding your natal chart helps you to foresee where you might start to feel challenged, where you might be in a situation where you're going into growth or you're going into something that's against kind of your natural state. And then, you know, you might get a little cranky or you might get a little annoyed and then, you know, to do that extra self-care. Maybe that is the bubble bath that I talked about at the beginning. Who knows? Whatever that self-care means for you, for me... I'm very introverted. I'm very much a homebody, as I'm sure you know by now if you've been listening to this for any amount of time. But I know that if I'm going into a situation 
that requires a lot of interaction with people, that is something that I really have to protect my energy and I really have to take care of myself. And this does tie into my astrology and my chart. But again, like there's any number of things that can show up for you in that way. And you having that information in advance so you can grow and know that you're going into a growth experience and know that you might get irritated or cranky or any of those things, again, gives you the information to be able to do something about it ahead of time instead of just being cranky and then being cranky that you're cranky and then going through that whole process of not understanding. Now, one of my teachers, Ann Ortley, always says, if it's in your heart, it's in your chart. So a lot of times we might feel like we're supposed to do something because of societal standards or family or social media pressure or friends or any of those things, those external factors that are important to us, right? Um, But our heart might be pulling us in another direction that might not fit into those quote-unquote requirements. And that's where we start to get these really big friction points where we feel like we're doing something that doesn't resonate with who we are, but we're putting all this energy into trying to fit that square peg into a round hole, and that can be exhausting. So it can be super validating to see that there's a reason why we feel called to do something or why we feel called to a certain place if we're looking at locational astrology or why we feel uncomfortable in situations or why we struggle with people who communicate in a way that's different than us. These are all things that your chart can point to and help you get that validation for. Great. We love astrology. (laughs) We love self-care. How do we actually use it? Well, that's what the next season of this podcast will be about. We'll be getting deeper into self-care practices with different practitioners and experts and teachers and tying it back to your chart and you so that you can better understand how these things apply to you. It'll be about sharing insights about specific hotspots in your chart to support you in the journey through those psychological and self-fulfillment needs that we talked about. And... Right now, I have a couple of contemplation prompts for you. If you'd like to journal about them, you are more than welcome to, but journaling is one of those things that, in my chart, (laughs) stresses me out, honestly. I was just talking to a friend about this today. And I don't like journaling, so I do like to contemplate things. I like to walk, I like to put on some music, and I just like to think. I have a lot of air in my chart, that's probably why. But take these prompts in whatever way you want to work with them through your day, through your week, and take some mental notes or jot down some bullet points, put them in your notion like I do, and really just sit with them. There's no homework here, <laughs> but, but I hope that paying attention to these is an act of self-care for you this week. So the first one is, where do I feel like I shine in the world? Where do you feel like maybe you 
are very successful, maybe you win awards, maybe people admire you, maybe you feel your best when you do this thing or you're working in this type of area or you're doing these activities, where do you feel like a big sun shining? And then where do you feel that others see that you shine? So the difference here is where are you shining out? But where do you think that others see you as the big sun? And then is there a disconnect between what you're good at, which is where others might see you shine, and what you love to do, which is where you love to shine? Maybe you're really good at your job and you've been promoted and everyone loves the work that you do, but it just doesn't align with what you want to do. So you have been doing it because you live in a 3D world and you need a good job and it's satisfying enough, but maybe you're not getting enough of that time for you to feel like the sun. Maybe you are though. Maybe your sun and the sun that others see in you are one and the same and that's beautiful. And the last contemplation point here is about taking care of yourself, the self-care. Is there a way to bring these two circles closer in your Venn diagram? To bring these two suns so that they lay closer to right on top of each other, almost like they look like one sun? Or is it possible that maybe you need to create more space between your two suns? Maybe you need to protect your boundaries or try something new. Who knows, it could be anything. So whatever you've come up with in terms of that self-care action and looking at your sun Venn diagram, maybe this week you take a little action toward that. Nothing big, just a baby step. Even just thinking about it is a step in the right direction. And tying this back to your chart, there are a few places in our charts that can reflect these themes about where do you feel like you shine? Where do others see that you're shining? what you're good at, what you love to do. The three main ones I would say are your sun sign, which is probably obvious to you by now, your rising sign or your ascendant, rising sign and ascendant can be used interchangeably, and your midheaven. Now the north node may come into play here a little bit, but depending on how these points in your chart are all in relationship to one another, how they show up in terms of the sign that they're in and the house that they're in and how they're talking to other planets in your chart. Again, your unique expression of shining and the way that others perceive you as shining, they may or may not align. They may love each other or they may feel like they're on two different planets. <laughs> and 
The beauty of you having a chart that only happens once every 25,000 years is that however it shows up for you is perfect. You do not have to be like anybody else. You can't be like anybody else. You are perfection. You are perfect. I said it. I believe it wholeheartedly. You are perfect as you are. And you are learning and growing at the exact pace that you need to. And everything is happening in your divine timing according to your chart. So you're perfect. I hope you picked up on that. (laughs) But again, that discovery of how these places in your chart show up for you is super important and is really setting the foundation for getting to that top of the pyramid of the self-actualization, fulfilling your potential, self-fulfillment. And if you start feeling out these different spaces and the versions of yourself that show up in that shiny sun space that we just talked about, just knowing that Yes, I am 100% aligned. My shining and the way that people see me shine are great. And that is an area of my life that's going really well. Or it's okay, but I'd like to see some things change. Or these are complete opposites and I need to figure out how to bring my circles together. Just knowing this gives you the information so that you can, number one, hopefully feel validated. But then you can see how you can support those and you can start taking steps toward wherever you want to go. And that means taking care of yourself and helping you succeed and grow and become the next version of you and whatever that means for you. So I hope that was helpful. I know I have some thoughts on my own sons and how I would like them to be pulled together a little bit more. It gives me a lot of thoughts about getting creative with the part of my life where I've traditionally made my living, my day job, (laughs) and the part of my life that is really just who I am. And, you know, that includes my love of astrology, but also my love of animals and my empathy and all of those things. So this is something that I've been thinking about over the past couple of days and is also helping me with all of the thoughts and offerings and things that I am working to implement here at Cosmic Moves. So I'm not just talking about it. I am also doing the contemplation, but no journaling. (laughs) So maybe you're realizing that there is more overlap or distance between some of the areas you shine in or you're feeling like, OMG, I am in the biggest growth phase. Life is stressful. What is going on? Book a cosmic consult with me. We can work together on any of those steps on your self-care journey of discovery and validation in your chart. If you want a book, you can find that at cosmicmoves.com shop. We'd love to work with you. And if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. I would also so appreciate it if you would rate it five stars and even extra ginormous super gratitude to you. Appreciate it if you would write a review on Apple Podcasts. I know everyone says that, but it would just be really nice. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So more ears can find their way to the show. And 
I look forward to the next time we are together, wherever you are. Here's wishing you a stellar day and take care.